Welcome to the Provocative Perspectives videocast and podcast from Maven. We present insights from leading B2B service providers that challenge how executive decision makers should think about issues that are important and urgent to them. Our guests are consultants, fractional executives, and others who offer expertise as a service who are in the top 20% of their profession. Following Maven's proprietary provocative perspectives framework, they tell a compelling story that moves the needle for their clients. And here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Maven, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Maven. Welcome to our show, where our guests share their provocative perspective and what their target market is missing out on. I'm happy to welcome to the show, Paradis Safizadeh, CEO of Abalu. Abalu is a go-to-market digital agency that takes companies from launch to millions in revenue. Paradis is based in Boston, Massachusetts, and Paradis is going to talk to us about how a young growing company needs a narrative that allows them to create market awareness that goes beyond their initial professional network. I'm Paradise from Avalu, and here's why startups need to hone in on their messaging before they can scale. Product-led startup founders or B2B businesses are trying to find messaging that resonates with their prospective customers so they can scale their marketing and sales activities. If the messaging isn't resolved, there's no foundation to build marketing and sales campaigns off of. What a lot of people don't realize is a scaled marketing or sales campaign needs to be profitable in order to keep the company in business. If you never find the right messaging to create a profitable campaign, it's going to be impossible to stay in business unless you cut everything or you have a lot of money um, or scale to achieve your goals for the company. A lot of times these founders messaging was working before and it was working well enough to get a small customer base started on their product, usually through their own network. Once they go to scale, that messaging that got their first customers doesn't scale with them. At this point, they either have to start from scratch and update their campaigns to start bringing them in some revenue or they have to abandon the tactics that are wasting them money, which stops them from scaling. Decision makers facing this problem can be feeling shattered or almost ruined. A lot of them have worked so hard to get to this point to only realize that they're on a sinking ship and they may not make it. Most decision makers um, are targeting a broad audience, which dilutes their messaging. They may be getting in front of the right people, but without a message that speaks directly to their prospect to close, their prospects isn't going to see the value of their product or service. When this occurs, they're going to be experiencing the following. Their content topics won't be resonating with anyone, and it may be feeling like they're yelling into a void when they're posting social content. It'll be hard for their sales teams to book meetings since no one sees why their product is useful and won't want to have any conversations with them. Their marketing campaigns will be bringing in a few people, making the cost per lead very high. Their pipelines will be slow since it's hard for prospects to feel urgency or make the business case to their bosses. And it's going to be hard for customers to see the value of their product or service and won't feel comfortable putting a hard return on investment number next to it. If they're getting an upsell or if they're getting more renewals, it's because the customer likes your team and not their actual product. So most people who want to solve this problem go usually go for quantity over quality. Um, they will try to solve this for the lack of conversion rate by stuffing the top of the funnel with more and more so they can try to find the few percent of people who actually want to buy the product based on the current messaging. Think of any product or service that is constantly messaging you or has a persistent sales representatives. They'll keep churning and burning their team members and cause more issues down the line. Without enough sales, they'll have issues retaining customers and employees too. The top echelon 
echelon of companies do it differently. They lead by narrative by speaking to an actual need. Take DLC.link, a financial tech crypto company that had a small conversion rate of 0.5% with some flashes of brilliance before. By honing in on their prospective customers' needs and creating a content campaign with an offer that um, actually got them somewhere, they were able to go from like 2% to 8% of a weekly conversion rate for a demo depending on the week. Um, they now actually have to scale up their qualification rules because their current team is overloaded trying to talk to everyone who's coming through the funnel. So in order to get this done, um, the, the decision makers need to do a few things. Number one, they need to interview current customers and really zero in on the signals to look for someone who needs their product. The language and vocabulary that they're using to describe their problem and then better understand how the customer is getting their needs solved by the actual product or service. If they can't get actual insights from customers, they'll need to talk to prospective customers to gain those insights. Meeting them in actual and casual settings like meetups or conferences is a good place to start. In this instance, they will need to find the problem and signals their prospective customers are dealing with and create a narrative on how they can solve those problems with their product or service. Then they need to test their assumptions in the market. If 90% of prospective customers are hearing and reading the pitch and want to learn more, then they have a winning message to roll out to their digital sales and marketing channels. To get this number, they should really be speaking to 10 to 20 prospects for B2B and 20 to 50 pro, um, prospects for B2C. Then they can create a one like one campaign um, and their best channel to actually test that messaging out. They should usually create one landing page with a new messaging and offer and then use, a sale, use sales or an ad campaign to test the conversion rate. This is how they'll know if they'll have a winning campaign. Um, number one, your website to inbound lead conversion rate will be 2 to 5%. Number two, the inbound lead conversion to book demo is going to be 5%. Um, number three, the booked meeting to entering the pipeline will be 30%. And then the closed one conversion rate in the pipeline should also be 30%. We actually give out a free strategy meeting where we can talk through the pros and cons of current strategies and ways of increasing conversion on your digital properties. Go to alvalu.us and you can book your meeting today. Paradise, you talked about what I think is a critical issue for startups. We know that only a very small percentage of startups succeed, most fall by the wayside. And a lot of people look at whether or not a startup's gonna make it and make a judgment that is based on their product or their service or their software and how good that is. But I think what you shined a spotlight on was the importance of customers. Because without customers, without revenue, you don't have a business. And outside investors are only going to fund you for so long without you providing real proof that you have a viable business by customers expressing their value and appreciation for what you do by paying for it. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to learn a bit more about parodies. Consultants and other providers of expertise as a service lose too many sleepless nights worrying about where their future clients and revenues are going to come from. You've been told over and over that if you want more clients, you have to do more marketing, more networking, more LinkedIn outreach, more email blasts, and even hiring appointment setters to do more cold calling. What if instead you could get more clients by doing less marketing? Maven works with its clients to generate all the referrals they need to not only be fully booked, but to have a pipeline that takes the worry away on where their future business is coming from. Maven's the referralability edge, do it with you advisory service takes you from random acts of marketing to powering your business with referrals and even all the way to becoming remarkably referable 
where you go from doing the work to a highly compensated CXO whisperer. So email j.kingley at referabilitymaven.com to schedule an introductory call to learn more. Welcome back. We're talking to Paradis Safizadeh, CEO of Abalu. Let's find out a bit more about you. I want to start with understanding the pain points that you solve for your clients and why do they need you to get rid of this pain? So my biggest thing is that I help customers get reliable monthly revenue um, and actually be more profitable in the long run. I help them stop spending money on technology they don't need and like actually focus on finding the insights in their customers on how they need help, testing messaging and reporting on what's working and what's not. We can then implement the changes, scale the operations and get everything done one step at a time. Um, I come from the venture funding world. I've been working with startups for 15 years and been scaling businesses for just as long. I actually helped two venture funded startups get acquired. Um, one was I was working on the digital marketing side where I got them from five leads a month to over 500 leads a month and took them from 30 employees when I joined to over 450. And we went through multiple funding rounds for them to get acquired for $500 million. Then I also went to work at another startup where I was on the customer success side. I helped them go from you know a churn rate of 50% where all their customers were leaving because they couldn't find um, success with the platform. They couldn't put a return on investment dollar on what they were doing and got them to a negative 10% churn where we were actually making more money working with them and we kept upselling them more and more products. Any service that is worth providing is going to attract a lot of competition. And we know, as I like to say as a joke, the average provider is average, but customers don't want to work with average. They want to work with the best. So Parodies, what is it that makes you and Abalu so great at what you do? So number one is just experience of helping multiple startups and businesses scale. I actually bring um, a leadership team that's been at these top startups and has experience with more than just me of getting people to come in, scale their business and exit successfully. Um, and so that's like the first part for me is like just making that fractional team that's like super experienced that can actually get things to scale at a price that works for this, um, the startup uh, founders. Um, number two, is just a mentor network. So I've developed my methodologies with leaders from innovative companies like HubSpot, Marketo, and Citrix. I've also been through multiple accelerators, including Mass Challenge, Techstars, um, 500 Startups, which gives us more access to mentors from these leading companies. And number three, everything is data-driven and market-tested. Everything we tell our customers to do, we've actually done it ourselves. Uh, we measure everything that we do, we're quick to point out what's not working, and then we keep trying and iterating until we find success. I encourage everybody to go to LinkedIn, check out uh, Paradise's profile. You'll get a sense of some of that experience that she's talked about and her education and other cool things about her. But I have a slightly different question for you. I'd like to understand what's happened in your life that would most explain why you do what you do today. Sure. So the funny thing about me is I actually did not want to start a company. Um, it was actually my last ditch effort to go back to this life. So number one, I just felt like I wasn't given opportunities to help myself grow. Every time I've gotten a job, I've had to prove that I can do it better than a status quo, which actually led me to be constantly overworked, having breakdowns and like having unprofessional comments thrown my way because 
because of who I am as a person. I've also noticed a lot of startup founders who don't always get access to funding because they're either um, don't look like a founder, they don't have access, they may not be from the right geography, um, or someone just doesn't see them as a quote unquote leader. Um, I've noticed a lot of these startups, they won't be able to get access to the best in breed tools, which come with funding. They get overlooked by other service providers and they have challenges finding good team members until they reach a certain status. Um, on the other side, I actually know there's a lot of other people like me out there in the world who want to work hard to get basic recognition at their jobs when others and like they feel like they can't get the growth opportunities more easily due to like family connections, going to the right schools, being in the wrong place or looking like what other envisioned leaders are going to look like. Um, so I did start this because I want to help more businesses succeed and other freelancers and employees in the whole startup ecosystem to have the growth opportunities that they didn't have before. I feel like making the biggest impact that could have in the industry is by owning an agency that both helps startup founders who are more underrepresented actually reach their goals because they're finding revenue and then helping the employees get their foot in the door and like launching more their careers in tech as well. Parodies, you've, you've shared with us a very uh, interesting and inspirational story at the personal level. But I think as importantly, you have given your target market great insight as to the focus that they need to have on being able to scale not just their technology, but I think even more importantly, scale their rate of customer acquisition. So I want to thank you for coming on and being with us today to our audience. Let's continue to crush it out there until next time.